Welcome to the Angular Licious Podcast. Angular Licious. And now your host, Matt Vaughn. Hey everybody, welcome to the program. Thanks for coming back to Angular Licious, a podcast about all things Angular. Uh, so we had the introduction, the welcome podcast uh, in episode one. This is episode two, and we're going to talk about modules in Angular. I think modules are really the core element in Angular applications. So there's uh, a right way to do it, and there's the other way to do it, I guess. So um, we asked a question in our first podcast, how many modules do you have in your Angular app? And if you only have one, if you have only the app.module module in your application, then I think you might want to listen to this podcast because we're going to talk about different types of modules in your Angular app. Modules that exist in the application. We're going to also look at modules that you can create externally from your application, uh, shareable, distributable modules. Um, those can be very important in how you architect and design your application. So the Angular team has been pretty cool. Uh, they've given us a lot to work with in the Angular framework. And really, uh, we want to be able to do modules um, the right way. So we're going to look at some guidance. Um, we need to know how to use this fundamental element of Angular effectively. So we don't waste any time, resources by doing it the wrong way. So we all know that if we ever have to rewrite or refactor our application, it's very expensive to do that. And let's face it, a lot of startups have really failed because they didn't design it right the first time. And really, I think, I believe, not just think, I believe that there is no excuse to not build it right the first time. No excuse to not build it right the first time. You should be able to build the application right the first time so that you can create amazing solutions for all of your projects and your clients and all of your future projects. Uh, we want to do things like leverage and reuse code um, that we've already developed so that we don't have to do copy and paste and uh, just move code around and hope it works. Um, so. We don't want to just hope our applications work. We want to know that they work. We want to design them in the right way. We want to use the correct processes. We want to use the right patterns. We want to basically make sure our applications are right the first time and not just hope they're right the first time. We can do this. So in order for us to be successful, we're going to need to know and understand how Angular modules can work for you. Um, we want our solutions to be high quality. So when we think about it, our careers, our reputation as a developer depends on delivering high quality solutions. So are your solutions, what you deliver, are they testable? Are they extensible? Can you easily add features to them without breaking other parts of the application? And how maintainable are your applications? Are your developers as efficient as they can be? Um, do you hear complaints when they have to go back and do maintenance programming on certain areas or features of, of the code base? And can you reuse your code? Can you share and distribute it um, within your team? So those are some things that are really answered or solved by implementing Angular modules the right way. So we want to uh, make sure that we're doing that. And um, as an Angular developer, 
our goal uh, in this podcast is to know why modules are important in our application architecture and design. We're going to look at how to create custom modules that can be developed as their own Angular libraries, distributed and even shared with other applications uh, in your own team or by other developers, no matter where they're at in the world. They can just download your package from NPM and and start using it. Uh, We're going to look at creating different types of modules that take care of different application concerns like uh, the shared and core elements of your application. What are those? We'll talk about those. Um, And UI and application components. And then there's uh, infrastructure services like logging, HTTP, security. And uh, in addition to infrastructure services, your application no doubt has domain features. And your domain features could have services as well that are very specific to the solution that you're working with. And we can create custom modules modules to meet all of those different type of application concerns. And then we also want to look at how to use your custom modules in other Angular applications. So how do we get some reuse out of work that you've already done? You've spent the time, the effort, the design, the the implementation, the testing, the QA, all of that takes a lot of effort, time, and resources, and you want to be able to leverage that and use that in other applications. So we're gonna we're gonna guide you through that and some additional resources that might be helpful in uh, creating custom Angular modules. Um, we're also uh, we'll point you to some GitHub projects that. Um, talk uh, or give you some uh, sample code to work with as well. So what's the problem with your modules? Um, if you're not sure, you might already have a problem. And if you only have one app module in your in your code base, I think you definitely have a problem, um, especially if this is an application that uh, is going to need to scale over time. Uh, there's going to be lots of features added to it over time. Um, it's important to the success of your business. Uh, things like that. So we want to make sure that um, we're uh, going to build things the right way. We want technology to enable us, not disable us. So let's use Angular and modules uh, that has been provided to us uh, the right way. So the Angular team has given the developer community a great framework and tools. And, you know, if your garage is full of the best tools in the world, they're of no use if you don't know how to use them the right way. You can't build anything. You can't build anything. You can't fix your car. Uh, they're, they're no good. You, you, you might as well just have a, a bunch of bags of rocks in your uh, garage because they're no use to you. They don't do anything. Um, so, first things first. How do Angular modules work? Well, when you look at an Angular single-page application, you really only need one module it to be a functional single page application. Um, you only need app.module or the app module and that app module could basically run the entire show uh, for this application. So why do we need more? Well there's there's reasons for that but let's uh, give a, an analogy here. So if you're going to buy a house and most of us uh, have already done that or at some time in our future uh, we'll do that. Would you buy a house that only had four walls? I guess it's kind of functional, but not very useful. And when you look at a house, it's really designed with different rooms. And each of these rooms uh, provide different abilities uh, to 
organize and specialize the functionalities for each room. The kitchen is very different from the laundry room and the bedroom is very different from the garage, right? So which room would you rather sleep in? Each one has their own specialized functionality or features that are unique to them. Well, it's the same with Angular modules. You can use them in your code base to organize your code and provide related specific features um, and group them together. This uh, code modularity is very much in line with the single responsibility principle. Um, SR, single responsibility. So once again, how many modules do you have in your Angular application? Well, depending on what you're building and what the features are and what kind of different groups that you can organize them in, that's how many modules you should have. You should be able to group and organize your code in such a way that it's very modular and that you can reuse these things or keep them and organize them together. So if you go to the angular.io site, there's a lot of details um, on just you know what the basic module is and what it does and um, how you can use it in a basic application. But there doesn't seem to be a lot of guidance on how to implement modules or even how to create your own custom Angular modules that are distributable. So we'll, we'll look at uh, some different ways to do that. Um, so let's uh, talk a little bit uh, right now about why create Angular modules. Um, it's really about modularity. Modularity, modularity, modularity. And modularity is really a, a concept that's been around for quite a while um, in line with object-oriented programming, designs and patterns. Um, you know, these structures emphasize separating features of a program or uh, putting these features in something that can be shared or distributed into distinct modules. It's basically a self-contained structure of related things. Pretty simple, pretty straightforward, and it really improves the efficiency and minimizes maintenance of our source code when we do that. Um, the base element of an Angular application is a module, so really uh, your single page app doesn't run without app.module. That's how important it is. So we're already familiar with using modules. Um, when we uh, create our application, we're actually importing, referencing and importing other modules uh, from Angular and from other uh, uh, sources like NPM, uh, and uh, we create these modules um, or create these applications using modules that were created and distributed and shared um, so that we can bring them all in and compose our application. So it's all about composition and using these different modules to kind of pull it all together and to create your amazing solution. So even if you've never created a, a custom module that can be distributable, um, you can still dramatically improve the design of your existing Angular apps by creating modules within your app to encapsulate and organize specific feature sets. So Angular modules let you decide what items that you want to put within your module and, and are they publicly available. Um, so some things in your modules you, you might want to hide um, the implementation details. So they go in hand with some really nice architectural patterns that provide uh, things like a, a service facade uh, to provide endpoints of functionality uh, so you can provide a service through your module and how that functionality gets implemented is underneath 
um, the hood basically and um, not exposed so you have a very nice service that uh, your components can use and basically uh, perform different uh, things you basically abstract the implementation details to private members um, within that module uh, when you uh, create a module like this and, and you create service uh, uh, classes they're uh, highly testable you can use uh, specification tests against your services and when you do that you are ensuring that your services work as designed as intended so the quality of your applications improve and then you're uh, basically using uh, other object-oriented tenants like encapsulation and uh, basically uh, putting these items uh, uh, together uh, in, in your feature set. So we uh, think of uh, these modules as really just libraries and there are a lot of Angular libraries that you're already familiar with. So we got the browser module, we got ng module from Angular Core, we got the forms module from Angular Forms, HTTP module from Angular forward slash HTTP. Um, these things uh, were developed using modules because it's the right thing to do and it uh, organizes the code base uh, very nicely and it makes uh, the development of your applications um, a little more streamlined and uh, you can basically pull in only the modules you need for your application or for your specific solution so you don't have to bring in some giant angular dot big core type module that has everything in it um, they've really broke it down by feature sets so that really helps in terms of uh, um, isolating only the uh, modules that you need for uh, your application um, another uh, motivation for um, creating custom modules is or even modules within an application is to reuse things that that you've already developed um, when you think about it we don't want to copy and paste code we all know that's wrong but I think we've all done it um, I'm even guilty of that I've done that but in today's world we have the tools and the frameworks and uh, all the things that we need that uh, we don't have to do that um, so when you're probably thinking of uh, some candidates um, that you have in mind maybe some services or components or things that you already have in your apps that you uh, can share or, or put in a module and, and share them and use them in uh, your your single app that you're working with or you can maybe distribute them and uh, share them with other angular applications um, so do not duplicate your code by copying to other places um, bad things will find you eventually so um, one example, uh, my team uh, recently is uh, finishing up the second of two uh, enterprise Angular applications uh, within nine months. Um, pretty good effort. And during the development of this second application, we noted that there were some things in the first app that we wish we could use in the new application. And now that we're finishing up the second application, uh, there are even more elements that we want to make reusable for future projects. So for us, the best way to do this is to um, move some of these things out into reusable packages, these custom Angular modules. So um, we're going to, uh, if you go to the Angularlicious uh, website, uh, there's going to be uh, an ebook on custom Angular modules that you can uh, uh, subscribe to and uh, uh, get the ebook. Uh, there's going to be uh, some code repositories on GitHub that uh, will uh, show you how to create your own uh, and give you the uh, sample source code that you can use as a starter kit to create your own custom standalone Angular modules. Um, and you can use them in your kind of closed environment. 
or they can be published to NPM and uh, shared with the world. So that's pretty cool. Uh, so that's my gift to you. So uh, go to Angularlicious um, website and check out those resources, the, the ebook, Custom Angular Modules, and the GitHub repo with uh, all the source code. Um, so you can take advantage of that. Um, so anyway, I think those resources... Um, along with uh, some videos that kind of correspond with uh, how to create your custom modules uh, will go a long way um, in doing that. So um, the, the videos and the ebook um, really uh, start with uh, three, three things. Uh, one, setting up the project. Um, what configuration files do you need? What do you need in those files? Um, what NPM packages uh, do you need? Things like that. Just kind of getting the project set up, where to start. Um, I uh, had a hard time putting that all together because um, there's not a whole lot of information or uh, the, the research I did, uh, they were done in many different ways and such, but I wanted to leverage things that were very simple and repeatable and um, were just kind of open so that uh, anyone could use that as a starter kit and create their own uh, custom standalone modules that you can distribute either, even internally in your apps or externally on NPM. So that's cool. That's the first uh, uh, part of uh, things. And then the second is basically creating your module uh, using Angular CLI. So I wanted to take advantage of all the tools. Not Why, why recreate the will? If uh, something works, use that tool. Learn how to use it well. Uh, Angular CLI, great tool. We can use that to create a module. We can use it to create uh, components and services and add that uh, directly to those modules um, in uh, very little configuration there. You even create your specification test uh, classes when you uh, generate your services and your components. So that's pretty cool. The other thing, uh, lastly, is basically um, compiling and publishing uh, your custom module. And how do you do that? Some uh, different mechanisms or uh, different uh, usage scenarios that do you want to uh, be aware of. So those are the three things. Um, getting projects set up, uh, creating a module, adding uh, resources to that module, uh, compiling and distributing that module. And then, um, I guess, lastly, using your custom component. How do you bring it into a, a new or an existing Angular application? I think that's the easiest part. Um, once you see those uh, first three things done, uh, you're ready to go and you'll start um, moving things out of your existing apps and uh, into custom modules or putting things in modules and uh, simplifying and organizing your applications uh, much better. So. All right. Well, that's a wrap for episode two of Angularlicious. So come back uh, to the next episode. We're going to talk about design patterns that are already in the Angular framework. These design patterns are there. You may not know they exist, but they're there. And if you understand how they work, I think that's going to improve how you work with them, how you use them, and how you make your Angular apps better. So uh, check out episode three, Angular Design Patterns. Angularlicious? Mmm. You've been listening to the Angular Licious Podcast, where there's no excuse to get it right the first time. Visit the Angular Licious website, that's angularlicio.us, or for the other people, angularlicious.com. Join the conversation, subscribe, access show notes, and get your bonus content on. Out. <laughs>